0: Welcome to the Nittany Blues Podcast by Penn State fans for Penn State fans. Here are your hosts, Andrew and Vince.
1: What's up, Nittany Lion fans? Welcome back to the Nittany Blues Podcast. We are joined by our tailgating experts, Bill and Fred, as we get ready to wrap up the regular season with the final home game against the Michigan State Spartans. They have a lot of great tips for you guys if you're going to be coming out to the tailgate lots this upcoming Saturday. Uh, but first, guys, this has been a season of ups and downs, um, but I would say overall the team has bounced back nicely in the month of November. So how are your general feelings going into this final home game, and how would you assess the team's performance in the month of November? I feel great. The, the
0: two losses we have, they weren't unexpected. Perhaps Ohio State could have turned out a little bit different. We always seem to play them tough. Michigan, um, honestly, I think if we play them again, The score is closer, but the result is the same. Although, if they had all the players, because they have a running back out right now, but for the most part, we have been able to not turn one loss into two. And that's kind of a difference in this team versus previous ones. I think these guys are on a mission to win 10, 11 games uh, this season, you know, and finish out strong. So, uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. I think this has been a fun team to watch this whole year. And
1: I almost can't wait for the blue white game. So, how would you, uh, you know, that's something that we've talked about a lot over the course of the season so far is that this team is different just from that one really big aspect and that they just haven't stacked losses. So, what would you say is the biggest reason why they've been able to kind of um, overcome those losses and just kind of return to near their top form? Uh, there's probably a bunch of people out there that aren't going
0: to like my answer, but I think it's Sean Clifford. Okay. <laughs> I think I think having Clifford out there. I think Clifford is a calming force because nothing seems to faze the guy. And I think it's contagious upon people around him. And he's got so many young players that I think that this is only good for us to have somebody out there that's seen it all, done it all. And I think if he's calm, everybody else is calm. Now sure he doesn't do the right thing all the time, but for the most part, I, I think he's a real leader of men
1: and I think he has been has been the difference. So Fred, what about you? How do you like the team um kind of going into the final stretch of the season and uh just overall, what has been your takeaway?
2: Yeah, well I think I, I think I've said it on a, a couple of other pods. I, I I'm really excited about this team more than more so than I've been in a while. So um yeah as Bill said I'm 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 looking forward to the rest of the season. I'm looking forward to next year. I mean I think you know, we've got a lot of talent on the team and, and especially young freshman talent, right, that, that I can't imagine they're not just going to get better with another offseason to develop and uh, and come back next year even better and hopefully fill in some of the, you know, we still have those little slow starts and, and lulls in our performance, but we always do seem to come back and get the job done, right? Um, and if we can alleviate those things, uh, I think we've yeah, I I, don't, I hesitate to say these things out loud, but right, I uh, I'm, I'm I'm you know I really have high hopes that we could maybe take that next step next year.
1: One thing that Vince and I have discussed ad nauseum at this point is some noticeable improvement with the offensive line, and that kind of being a a bit of a kind of a spark plug for the running game, you know, obviously having two guys back there that are just extremely talented helps, but you know, it seems like, you know, we're not talking about the offensive line being this anchor, uh, for the offensive performance, like we've talked about in recent years. So would you guys agree with that take that, you know, this has been a much improved Nittany Lion offensive line?
2: I agree. And, and it's, and it's a little beat up right now. Right. And it's still, still holding its own. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what they trout did his you know, has, has done his thing.
0: It just seems like, I don't know if they simplified some stuff or whatever, but whatever they did, I don't care. They, it works. So that's, it's great. Yeah. yeah. And
2: you're right. And you're right. Andrew. Right? Yes. We have some good backs, but you know, if we think back, I mean, even, even when Saquon was here, you right. know, that, that, that lousy offensive line, he had a lot of one yard runs, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Could you imagine,
1: could you imagine Saquon running behind this line? Yeah. Right. Like he'd run for like 2000 yards as a but freshman. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I, I, you know, dad, you mentioned about trout line and um, you know, I think what we're, what we may be seeing as fans is finally the culmination of consistency with the offensive staff. Uh, we mentioned this on the last episode or the one before that, I can't exactly remember, but now we're into this stretch of time where like the offensive line coach is the same, The offensive coordinator is the same. Obviously, the head coach is the same. And all these other position groups on the offensive side of the ball are the same, in that, you know, they're in their second or third plus year in the offensive coaching staff. So maybe things are just finally starting to click in that way. Like we're seeing all the pieces come together.
0: Yeah. I think we got, you know, we got an offensive coordinator who's in the second full year. And maybe that's why Clifford even looked, you know, everything looks a little bit better because we've actually had two full years of the same coordinator in a while and Manny Diaz man that dude has earned his pay this year because our defense looks as good as as anything and you know like the offensive line and and everything it's like people think that somebody comes in and we're gonna make some changes it's not like baking a cake where you throw the ingredients and mix them up and bake it it's more like making beer where you throw the ingredients in and it takes (laughs) a while for things to actually you know cook and and stuff.
1: All right, so fun question for all of you. If you were to describe this Penn State team as a beer, what would it be? Oh, I wish you would ask me had... the tough questions.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I'll say uh, I'll say like a like a porter because it's gotten better throughout the later in the season. Like I think the offensive okay. line has really shown that they'll take us places. And the beginning mm-hmm. of the year, like Purdue and some of those other games where we struggled, even though it wasn't a great opponent, um, we've done really dominant. So. I'll say like more like a porter or a stout. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go New Trail Broken Heels. Okay. <laughs> and why? <laughs>
0: I'll, go, I'll go the Rusty Red Wolf King then. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because it's really good. This it's is It's six point two. You can drink a lot of it, but if you drink yeah. too much of it, it's gonna kick your ass, just like our offense. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> cool. I'm, yeah, I actually had kind of a, like a similar train of thought. I was going to go with uh, founders all day IPA because it's, you know, it's, it's consistent. You know, exactly what you're going to get. It's maybe not going to beat out the heavy hitters of the IPAs or the WIPAs of the world or people's favorites. And in, in that regard, but it's a, it's uh you know, a smooth experience. Um, and uh, that's just where my mind goes. But Fred,
2: what about you? can't compete with all this creativity. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just, I t- I, I'm going to, I'm going to go with uh, one of my new favorites, uh, Hazy Daisy for, for two reasons. One, yes. I, can it, uh, I can give a shout out to man and two, just because I love that stuff. Yeah, uh, it's
1: awesome. <laughs> That's it. Cool. Yeah. If you had to describe uh, the Penn State defense, you might call it like a, like a shot of tequila or something because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's only going to take a couple hits from those guys to do some damage.
0: Uh
3: our oh, yeah, defense Axan is more did like... come out with a new uh, Titan Stout, So I am looking forward to trying that sometime.
1: Our defense is more like gin. <laughs> you don't want any part of that. Nothing good can come from that. So what, you're you're saying that you you uh you're not a fan of a nice gin and tonic? Uh no, there's no good reasons for gin except to maybe run an engine in an emergency.
2: See, this is all personal <laughs> preference now, Andrew, because gin yeah. and tonic, gin and tonic is my go-to, and <laughs> I want nothing to do with tequila. So, yeah. <laughs> see, I like you know,
3: tequila right on this one. No, never tequila. I, that's the one thing that does not agree with me. I, I will never like drink it again. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, yeah, gin and tonic's are all right. I, I go dip vodka tonic.
2: That'll uh. be uh, the the reason I can't go near tequila can be a can be a story for a future pod. <laughs> there, 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 was, there was a there was a decided turning point. Oh
0: yeah, absolutely. Anything
2: yeah. bad that's ever happened to me, tequila was involved.
0: <laughs> and
2: you're still at it, huh? Good for you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I, I, I I've learned. I I <laughs> I, mean, I take it in much more moderation now.
1: Yeah. yeah. You adapt and you overcome. <laughs> I mix it with a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, uh, back to actual, um, you know, I, I don't know if you would call this analysis because we're. <laughs>
0: Yeah. We're just we're just
1: <laughs> talking about stuff.
0: Right. And this whole <laughs> podcast one. is just gonna be about alcohol. <laughs> right. That's I'll be on that one.
1: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know, maybe this is actually kind of a good segue because um obviously at the tailgate, alcohol is had a plenty. Um, you know, kind of the centerpiece of what we do on this podcast and what we do at the tailgate involves copious amounts of alcohol with fireball. Uh so what kinds of beers or drinks in general, would you say are good to have at any given tailgate, regardless of the weather?
0: Well, Brad and I start out every every week with
2: Bloody Marys. We find that it sets you on the right course. It's 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 the breakfast of champions. Yep. And we're out there every uh, no, no matter what the game time is, we're setting up roughly the same time, and that's morning time. Yeah. So the goal it's, is TV uh, on at nine and Bloody Marys at nine after after that it, it's it's you know it does vary right i mean mm-hmm. it's it's <laughs> mostly beer after that but you know the warm the warmer games yep. you know you're having your your lighter uh maybe shandies and all that kind of stuff and at this point in the year warmer shandy all, in september yeah yeah it's it's uh at this point in the year it's it's pretty much all ipa for me at this
1: yeah point. so that's uh that's actually a good transition oh, too. season baby Ugh, nope, can't drink that stuff. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Negative Ghost Rider. A man beer. <laughs> <laughs> the central theme of this podcast today is tailgating in cold weather. And, um, you know, in Pennsylvania, the the temperature has definitely dropped. Um, we're cruising it around, uh, like, mid thirties to forties, depending on the day and stuff like that. So obviously going into the final game of the season, we're expected to have colder weather than uh, most games of the season. Sometimes at this point in the season we we have snow and stuff like that. So would love to pick your guys brains about some of your best tips and tricks on tailgating in cold weather. So it could be about kind of your shelter, your clothing, your food choices, et cetera. So the floor is yours. Well, I wrote some stuff down here. My, my mind went to clothing. And the
0: fact of that be aware of what the forecast is. A lot of times it's windy this time of year and stuff, and there's rain, snow, whatever. Make sure you have, be prepared for wet weather, meaning generally a rain jacket. Make sure your shoes, Vince, we talked about this before with your shoes mm-hmm. and, and all that. As far as in this kind of weather, when it gets cold, you don't want to be wet because it will seriously Make you sick and or you'll be you'll be freezing. We talked about it before with things like cotton kills. So you know whatever possible you want to you want a fleece something fleece versus uh, a sweatshirt uh, that's cotton. But the biggest thing is something on your head and something on your hands. So don't forget gloves. Don't forget something on your head. Those are the two biggest things. You keep your head and your hands warm. You're fine. And that it, it's all through the day with tailgating and everything is to have at least a pair of gloves on will make all the difference in the world. Yep. What would you
1: say about uh, layering? Like, would you recommend layering for tailgating?
0: Yeah. I, um, I mean, layering in, in, is the key to just about anything. Like, you'll know that we'll wear like a thin underlayer with like some kind of a fleece and then a jacket over top. That's uh, a wicking layer on the base is, makes all the difference in the world, irregardless of kind of like what you're wearing. That'll make all the difference.
2: Yeah. Plus, even when it, even when it's pretty cold, you know, when the sun's out can be very different than when it's because, you know, like this this coming weekend it's going to be cold, but not, you know, not frigid. So right. if if the sun manages to peak out, you know, uh, at least for me, I, I tend to run pretty warm. The top layer may be coming off anyway, but then, you know, all of a sudden the sun's in the, under the clouds and it it's uh, it feels considerably colder anyway.
0: The last game was exactly Um, like that. We were freezing and then all of a sudden the sun came out and
2: (laughs) we were shedding layers. And then, of course, uh, you you need the good clothing, but then, uh, you know, if you can, obviously we we tend to keep ourselves pretty comfortable at the tailgate itself uh, with heaters. Um, So depending on how cold it is, we can generate quite a bit of heat, actually. Um, I used to bring, we used to bring these small ones and stuff back when we were amateurs, but now we essentially have, (laughs) <laughs> either, either either one or two we've got two two units that'll put out about forty thousand btus each often often we only bring one of them but actually i just kind of uh, a friend of mine gave me one last weekend that does eighty thousand btus nice so, so we could yeah we could generate a lot of heat if we want and it makes a huge even even though even though the tent is quite open and like bill said if it's breezy there's quite a bit of airflow going through there but even with like especially if you put like just two sides on but especially if we do three it makes you know you you walk from outside that tent into that tent and and it's instantly noticeable how much warmer it is in there well yeah, yeah especially uh,
1: since, you're, since you're bringing in like an arc reactor of a of a space <laughs> heater you guys are going to create like a
0: like a sauna yeah, even if we raise it 10 degrees, it makes all the difference in the world.
2: Yeah, it makes a big difference. And in fact, you know, there's certain unnamed members of our tailgate who tend not to leave the tent at all during these uh, during these days. <laughs> um, not Bill or I. We're, we're, right. we're out and about. Yeah, we have not had
0: one person stay back and guard the fort this entire season. And I think that's a record. Ah, that's true. That's how, that's how good this team is.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, and 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 the weather hasn't been quite as. Sometimes the weather convinces somebody to stay back, but that hasn't happened either.
0: No, I I need some oh. wood to knock on here because
1: uh, we've been very 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 lucky this year.
2: Yep. Uh, so outside
1: of like clothing and shelter, um, another thing that we consistently talk about is food. So now, if we're talking about cold let's say frigid weather, you know, maybe not so much this weekend since it's looking like it might be like, what'd you say events like low forties, maybe a chance of rain and stuff. So it's not yeah, like winter the high conditions. It's going to be
3: around like 40. I, I've got various sources, 46 and 50, but once the sun goes down, it's going to get real cold, real fast. Right. It's be
1: so, too. so let's say hypothetically, we're talking about like, 30 degrees or something like that, you know, small chance of snow. How does that affect your food choices? Like, are you going to be going with like something like chili that's a bit more hearty or does it not really matter week to week? Like, does that influence your menu at all?
2: No, I, I can't think so. I can't think of a time where we've ever decided differently based on it. Um, no. You know, maybe we subconsciously do more hot things. I don't know, but um, yeah, you know, not really. Gotcha. I would, I would say the only weather factor that comes
0: into it is depending on if they were calling for like torrential downpours, yeah, that would that would probably change the equipment that we bring and maybe that way. But for the most part, I don't think we've ever gauged what we're going to bring. We we sort of not really, but kind of like a little bit, kind of by the season as far as and maybe that's more like the foods that are available at the time. But but for the most part, it's not. We don't gauge it based on. Temperature.
2: Yeah, yeah, but that's. I mean, if it were going to rain, you know, we're doing the griddle this this weekend as part of it, and I'm not going to be out in the pouring rain. Right. With the you can't griddle. do that. So, yeah. That, so we would change, would change it for change that,
1: that. that. Yeah. Gotcha. Let's talk Michigan State. Obviously, the uh, Spartans are having kind of a down year uh, compared to the really exceptional season that they had last year. Um, Obviously they've had some turmoil uh, with the ugliness that happened at Michigan. So they're not uh, coming into Beaver stadium with their full roster of starting talent that they had earlier on in the year. Penn state currently is set as a, uh, an 18 point favorite here on senior day. So what are your general thoughts on the Spartans coming in? Do you like our chances to cover the spread? And um, is there anything in particular that you're going to be looking for during the game?
2: I'm uh well yes yeah, so I think I think we're gonna cover the spread actually I think um yeah you know, like I said I'm just really high on the team Rutgers actually played Michigan State a lot tighter uh than than uh, than we did <laughs> so right um you know just just another indicator maybe maybe it means something maybe it doesn't but just yeah watching. we love the we love the transitive property in college football well yeah right <laughs> I mean, hopefully it means something but um yeah and and you know. Obviously, uh, I don't know how much this really affects people, but you know we lost to them last year, right? So, yep. Uh, in, in theory, we'll be a, have a little more, little more anger about it. Uh, but in general, I just think, like you said, they're kind of they're kind of busted up and not doing very well this year. And I, I think we're on the upswing. Definitely. So, uh, yeah, for, for, for I'll just go for it. Forty-five, thirteen, final score.
1: Dad, what about you?
2: Forty-one,
0: sixteen. We cover the spread. We are these guys.
1: <laughs> yeah I, there's a, there's a lot of guys on our uh schedule it seems year to year where we just own something from the year prior so yeah yeah
0: I, I i agree i i don't know what it is about these guys but
1: they just they stick in my crawl and we need to well they <laughs> always have our number man like in 2017 and well, 2018 like there's been I, so many times where michigan state has beaten penn state when on paper they shouldn't have
0: yeah it's one of those it's one of those i think it's one of those matchup things where they're just, like, they're not the best matchup for us. And, and, okay. that's prob- and that's probably why. It's the same reason why we play Ohio State as
1: close. Yeah, it's, yeah.
0: It's not, on paper, They their talent you know, outweighs ours. But for whatever reason, we're a bad matchup for them. And I think the same thing is with Michigan State. But I think this team is on a mission. And I think Clifford's on a mission. And, and that's going to send me into my my prediction. I said that <laughs> mine is very basic, and it's funny that we talked about weather because that's part of my prediction. And my prediction is that it will not rain during the <laughs> during the game. It that's will not rain. And what qualifies
3: as rain, like a mist or a sprinkle, like downpour? No, you won't have to put on your rain gear.
0: You're good. And uh, Clifford's going to rush for
1: a touchdown in his final game. This is uh, Sean Clifford's final game in the blue and white. There's been a lot of discourse about Sean Clifford over the course of this season, um, especially with the emergence of Drew Aller, and you know just the fact that Sean has been with the program for so long. This is going to be his senior day. So, what do you think the reception is that he's going to get, and what kind of reception do you think he should get?
0: Well, I I hope he gets the reception that I think he deserves because this guy has put everything into his career. And not only that, from what I understand, he's put everything, he's taken every opportunity at being at Penn State for this entire time into like his academic thing. They said in the radio today on in December here when they have graduation here in a couple of weeks that he's going to receive his second degree from Penn State. So it's not just that he's sitting there playing football. He's trying to make the most of
2: absolutely everything that's there. Yeah, I, I I agree. I hope he, you know, it's hard to predict what he'll get. Although, you know, the student section will be light this this weekend, so maybe that'll quiet any of the the negative <laughs> vibes. But um, but but anyway, I hope you know he he deserves. You know, obviously he's you know he's had his issues, but he he has the whole time he's been here. Um, and and frankly, the 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 Rutgers game, you know, LR got a lot of playing time, and and I he did fine. But I also saw a lot, of, a lot of reasons why he's not necessarily as ready as people love to think, right? I mean, he showed that he, he still right. needs a bit more experience under his belt. So maybe that'll make people reflective and say, oh, well, we got to see LR for a while. And, you know, he's good, but he's still got a little bit to do. You, um, right. Yeah. You'll, you'll have all the LR you want next year. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. I actually do expect him to get a good reception on the way out. Number one, it's the last time for that. And am I right or am I wrong here? Okay, he's been there six years. How many offensive coordinators has he had in that time period? Several.
1: <laughs> right? So he had Moorhead and then. Yeah. He- it, it, yeah, it would have gone Moorhead, Ronnie, Shiraka, Yursich, I think. Right, right. Okay, so Yursich is the only one he's had for two years? Uh, Yes, I think so, because I think he probably came in on uh, Moorhead's last season with us. Right, so this
0: guy has had to learn something new almost every year, <laughs> like yeah. a different kind of playbook, a different kind of thing. And then remember the blip year, 2020. You bring in somebody new, and that all that freaking mess into the yep. thing. So then that, that kind of like screws up that year. So are you really prepared for the next? I don't know. It's just, yeah, I, I think the guy has dealt pretty well with what the hand that he was dealt.
1: Yeah, and I think there's there's a lot to be said too about just a guy who has stuck things out through thick and thin with Penn state, because I mean, obviously the first year that he was the starting quarterback, he took them to a cotton bowl victory. And then the next couple of years after that were pretty rocky, but you know, through it all, he was dealing with bumps and bruises and injuries and getting hit like crazy every game because the offensive line wasn't able to like fully protect him. And, you know, it. so I think there's a lot to be said about a guy like that, you know, kind of has shades of trace McSorley where it just, it doesn't matter like what's happening to him. He's going to try and do everything that he can to win. And maybe he's not going to be, like Dan Marino out there, but I think that's enough for people to at least show their appreciation uh, when his name is called. Yep. I hope so. Vince, you got anything else on your side? Uh, nothing from me.
3: I'm excited for the game this weekend.
1: Yeah. What's on the menu?
2: Cheese steaks on the griddle. Ooh. couple, yeah, a couple different. Philly, uh, Philly. So, well, yeah. And actually it's, it, I actually had uh they're in my freezer. I, I got rolls from Philly. i uh, All right. A, a little ago. Uh, they're, they're not, they're not, they're better than that. Really? They're better. Than <laughs> it, really. Oh, oh. Uh, but, but I couldn't, I mean, I just, you know, the, you you can't get them in state college. You just cannot get bread that kind of roll in state college. They're all just too fluffy. Um, <laughs> I mean, people, people, it, you know, if you've, if you got your connections, commercial bakeries, get them. There's a couple of restaurants here and actually, Penn state now has a Chicky and Pete's and, uh, in Bryce Jordan. And they get them, they get like the Lysio's rolls from Philly. They put a Chicky and Pete's um, in the BJC. They did. Oh. And the cheese and the cheese steaks are pretty darn good. And the crab fries are tasty. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, didn't
1: know that. And,
2: <laughs> yeah. Wild, huh? <laughs>
3: it must be on your side of the BJC.
2: It, it's uh yeah, it's actually, it, yeah, it's closer to, yes, it is. It is on my side. Um, and, and the cheese steak, I'm, I'm getting way off here, but, uh, the first first basketball game I went to, uh, my wife came with me and I, I had to get a cheesesteak. But, you know, I had no one to share it with since she's a vegetarian and the things are enormous. I, I could uh, it was delicious, but I could barely get it down. <laughs> luckily, uh, luckily, Morgan came with me next game. We got the split. So uh, but yeah, anyway, we'll be having cheesesteaks and, you'll, you know, so, uh, I'm going to do. You know, we'll have, we'll have whiz, we'll have real, uh, cheese whiz. And then also, uh, like American for, for non-whiz people, fried onions, the whole nine. I, I will say I'm a provolone well, guy. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's nice for you, but you're not going to get that this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am kind of too, but you know, it's not really traditional, traditional cheesesteak. So I, I gotta, I gotta go.
1: Are you offering the, are you offering the onions?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Fried onions oh, on the gosh. griddle.
2: And then actually I'm doing, um, I test ran a, uh, a fake cheesesteak with, uh, impossible beef, uh, on the family, uh, like a month ago. And actually it was quite tasty too. So I've, I've even got, cause Nicole will be home too. So we will have two of our, two of our non meat eaters. So we'll be doing some fake ones too. So that's, that's my biggest contract. I, I, I actually, I did late at, uh, I'm going to try like a bit of a different recipe for some deviled eggs. Maybe, um, bill was bringing those for a few weeks and then we haven't had them for a couple of weeks. So I thought I'll bring those too for the morning time. Maybe Nice.
1: seems like deviled eggs are, uh, kind of like one of those things that it's always, uh, like an experimental way from being a new, uh, tailgate staple. Like the central item is there (laughs) now. It's just all about the variations.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, we'll see. Maybe again, maybe they will stink, but I, uh, (laughs) I'm going to, I doubt it. They'll be fine. It's just, are are they, are they better than the standard or, or, you know, or not? I don't know. We'll see. We'll judge this weekend. And then Bill's bringing a bunch of stuff. I'll let him enumerate that.
0: Yeah. When I saw you bringing cheesesteaks, I'm like, okay, what am I going to put with this? You know, French fries. Yeah. Uh, I'm bringing back the air fryer, seeing how it did. So it was so easy to use. The one thing that air fryer does really well are tater tots, <laughs> and so I'm bringing a pile of tater tots, and so we can yeah. actually put we can actually put Old Bay on some of them. Andrew loves tater tots. I'm yeah, really so nice I'm doing tater, tater tots, and I'm bringing Heinz uh, onion rings. So we're gonna do onion rings, awesome. tater onion rings, tater tots.
1: And then the normal... And also, uh, Heimbox, if you're listening, uh, we are open for sponsorship. <laughs> so just uh, find <laughs> us on our website.
2: Those are some tasty onion rings. And various <laughs> other... various uh, On Deep Fry Day, half the stuff that goes into the fryer is from Heimbox. Song. That's right. That true. I'm hungry for re- uh,
0: really good dill pickles. So I'm bringing dill pickles and big olives and obviously pepper shooters and candy cake. And... Till till Saturday comes, I'm
2: probably gonna throw one more thing in there, and then I think I don't remember. It's not on the spreadsheet yet, but last I, when I talked to the other Andrew, um, I think he was leaning towards Buffalo Mac, Buffalo Chicken Mac and Cheese. So that'll probably be okay. there too. I think. Yeah, yeah I, I think. did. I I did tell him Dealer's Choice. You could,
3: Bill. You put a uh, Bailey in charge. Uh, that's dangerous. Of of what? <laughs> Just G- what he's bringing. He you, what you, I... you told him he could bring whatever he wanted. No, want no, no. That. Said, That's a little dangerous. <laughs> the guy the guy is like
0: money with buff. The guy does queso, buffalo dip, buffalo mac and cheese. His buffalo dip is as good as chicken dip is as good as anybody's. So,
2: yeah, yeah. He's, that's, a, that's always a hit. He
0: will he not can... just, He will not disappoint you and his pulled pork is great. Yep, very good.
2: Very, very good. Yeah, yeah, honestly, you know, I wouldn't care if he brought the buffalo chicken dip every single week, that'd be fine with me, right? I if, I, I, I
0: agree. I'd never turn away <laughs> from that ever. So. <laughs> That's the
2: one thing that
0: oh my god we got buffalo chicken dip again. Yeah, <laughs> like, buffalo I, I, yes, and it always gets eaten. It just gets literally annihilated.
2: Yeah, so, no matter what else you're eating, you know, it's just like I graze on it. I walk by it, dip a chip in it, and you know, and just and uh, take it with me. It's, it's it's good stuff.
0: One thing we're going to do next year is I want to do like a nacho bar. That sounds uh yeah. like money. So, we'll do that. We we also didn't do uh, tacos this year. Pretty yeah, sure. True. We didn't yeah, do tacos. Right. We right. got so many things going on now that we've like strayed away from things we used to do years ago. But
2: yeah, with the you know, especially like I had to play with the griddle a couple of times this year. Yeah. So yeah.
0: We, no, that's yeah, that's the best addition. We can do so
2: much stuff with that. Yeah, I'll make sure yeah, to put that have, picture we, on the
3: pod from last week.
2: Yeah, we had we had some we had some griddle envy from some of our neighbors, man. They they were liking that griddle. So. Yes. Yeah. It was
3: what the like the stone wall or something?
2: Blackstone. Or
3: Blackstone. Blackstone. Yeah. Blackstone, okay. Yeah.
1: Stonewall's yeah. of defense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: So maybe that'll be a potential pod sponsor too.
1: <laughs> there you go. Vince, got anything else or should we get out of here?
3: Uh, I think we're good. Good. Uh, thanks for the great content today, gentlemen. Pleasure to have you as
1: always. Yeah, uh, obviously, I mean, this is the, the final home game tailgating tips podcast of the year, but obviously we'd, uh, you know, love to have you guys back on as much as uh, you'd like to join. But for now, you know, thanks for an excellent um, season's worth of tips and insights and all kinds of great information. It's thanks been fun. Us. I've yep. had a good time. Yeah, we're looking forward to uh, the next iteration in the 2023 season, which is weird to say out loud. But uh, yeah, for now, Vince, uh, you want to tell the folks how they can help us out?
3: Yeah. If you enjoy the show. Please tell your friends, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you enjoy the pod, please leave a five star review. So that other Nittany line fans like you can find us. Interesting new episodes. You can subscribe on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, or other streaming platforms to be notified. Thank you for listening. And we want to remind you that we are the Nittany blues podcast. See you next time.